This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and last week we had an amazing guest on, Mr. Tyler Rich, and we answered listener questions. So we answered your questions, and we love doing those shows. And this week we have another special guest on to answer more of your questions. Last week, it was a lot of questions uh, from listeners that were about fatherhood, and neither Tyler nor I were fathers, so we thought to serve the mission of the community, we need to bring an outstanding father on to answer some of these questions. So we have an amazing guest. Everybody is going to just fangirl when I say this name here in a moment. We have an amazing guest on with us. He is a father, but he has many more things than that as well. Um, he is a music superstar, a living legend. He's also an actor, a host, a Broadway star, a voiceover artist, a dancer, media personality, everything, you name it. This man is from the band InSync. His name is Mr. Joey Fatone. Joey, what's, what's up, up, buddy? What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? Doing all right? I'm great. And I guarantee awesome. you, listening in their cars or in their homes, the, the ladies are just screaming and going wild. Well, hopefully I've, they're not screaming too loud in their cars. I don't want to get them a little, little deaf there. So make sure it's a, a, a relatively nice scream, but not as loud. Man, I hope they're screaming loud. You guys deserve it. You deserve it. You are a living legend, dude. I'm like, thanks, man. I'm going to get any girl in my phone, any friends of mine are going to send me text messages as soon as this is over. I'm here to help anytime. Hey, if I'm here to help, if you need anything, don't worry about it. No, but it's, it's great to be on, man. I really appreciate it. It's interesting, you know, from, from different perspectives, from different men. And it's, it's fun to be on something like this to get my perspective. So I appreciate it again. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to getting your perspective as well, because I've said on this show many times, I think the greatest, my ultimate destiny, the greatest thing I could ever do in my life is be a loving husband and a, and a loving father. And I'm not yet a father, so I always appreciate when we have people who are fathers on the show, so I get to ask their ask questions and and sort of just arm myself to become a father and prepare to become a father. Uh, but right. then also serves our community amazingly as well. And I also just want to tip my cap to you, sir, because you are a man of many hats. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and it's impressive to see you go across industry and have so many talents. You're obviously known as a performer, but you have so many other talents. Yeah, it's it's nice that so far someone has not told me I sucked yet, which is good. That's no. always a good it's always a good indication that you're doing something right. <laughs> um, also, I shall say, um, I don't know if you remember it or not, but we met before. I don't know if we actually personally met, but we were in the same room. Um, okay. Two of our friends, very, very, very good dancers, got married. Yep. And okay. You got up and sang. Um, that was uh, that was Emma and Sasha probably then. If that's yes, what it was. yeah, buddy. Yeah, you got up and sang and you crushed it and you lit the whole. That was thing. fun. Oh, it was so. That night was so. Oh, fun. that was fun. That was a lot. That that, that was a little, some of it towards the end was a little bit of a blur, but yes, yeah. it was fun nonetheless. Um, <laughs> did, I don't know if you knew what happened to me that night. Um, no. So everybody in the room is professional dancers, including yourself, being on Dancing with the Stars. I think you were right. Running- from Dancing with the Stars, right? Yep, yep, yep. Correct. Yeah, so um, everybody in the room is a professional dancer with the exception of like three of us. And I put on my suit, put on this nice black suit to come to this wedding. And I'm like, wow, my suit's a little tight. You know, this was a suit from when I was playing hockey when I was a little bit leaner. Now I'm a little stronger. So I'm like, whatever, I'll wear this suit. I'm out on the dance floor. It's midnight. I'm just dancing. All of a sudden, it ripped the whole ass right out of the, right out of the pants. <laughs> 
the whole ass just goes right around, right to the crotch. And I'm like, oh, dear God. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Especially in front of dancers. Everybody was like, cool, you ripped your pants. Right? Let's keep it going. So I caught a quick Uber home, changed pants, and caught a quick Uber. Right oh, no, shit. No, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Hey, nobody knew then. That's yeah, awesome. I only missed about 20, 30 minutes. But um, you rocked the mic that night, man. It was, Thanks, so it was fun, man. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's always fun to do stuff like that, especially, you know, when you're, you know, when, when my forte is mostly performing and singing and, you know, with Dance with the Stars, I really didn't get a chance to do that in a sense, but people see me and perform this stuff, but it's kind of fun to be able to do that for your friends that are having a wedding and, you know, you, you've, you've grown to love and, and, and it's just fun to, to be able to do something like that, to be able to give the gift like that. So, hey. Yeah. It's such, it's, I think it's so beautiful to use your gift to give that gift. Yeah, no, I, I try to as much as I can. If I can do it, I'll, you know, I'll do it, you know. Super cool. So I also, I want to get into more of what you're doing as well. We'll get into that later in the show because you, like I said, you are, you're hosting, you're doing man, many things. You have a new show, Common Knowledge. Um, yep. A lot of stuff going on in your world. So we'll get to that later. But to serve our community first, I want to ask you some questions, some fatherhood questions. Um, you have two daughters, a 19-year-old and a 10-year-old. Um, yep. And I don't know if you want to mention the names or speak about them. Yeah, Chloe. Yeah, Chloe's a 10-year-old. Brianna is my 19-year-old. Uh, Brianna is just – she finished already her first year of college, which is crazy to say, and have that come out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to be starting her second year uh, coming up, uh, I believe, at the end of August. And my, my 10-year-old is starting fourth grade uh, in August as well. So they're, they're both uh, – they're, they're definitely going to be attending school. Yeah. Um, I know with the whole thing with COVID and everything, I think Brianna, if she goes to Michigan State, she'll be going there for, I think, up until December and then comes back for the rest of the year. And okay. since my old, my little one, I should say, goes to private school for schooling, they're doing where they can either go to school or opt out of being in school. So what we want to do is for my daughters, what, we're gonna, what we are doing, what we're doing is we're going to have our kid, Chloe, uh, Chloe go to school. Cool. Yeah. And if and you know and if things aren't that great or what the case would be, we can always pull her out worst case scenario and yeah. still be tutored at home. Yeah. But um, we rather her get the education and the hands-on thing because now the classes are going to be even smaller, which is great. I think, yeah. obviously, with the exception of hopefully for everybody social distancing and they're putting plexiglass. I mean, it's crazy what they're doing, but yeah. they're trying yeah. to make it as 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 normal as they can. So it's been a it's been interesting to deal with that, especially right when the pandemic hit and. You know, I'm not doing fourth grade math anymore. And my kid comes up to me and says, hey, dad, I don't know how to do this. And I look at her going, oh, uh, I don't know either. Let me find out. You know, you figure it out or, or you ask the teacher. You know, I asked my brother, I was talking to my brother about it, too. He's got two kids and he said he wants to put his uh, son back in school in the fall, too. So it seems like a lot of places are leaving you the option. Um, mm -hmm. I would probably do the same. Try and get them back in school just to be yeah. in the environment and being around their friends. And life's going to look a little bit different. Um, but that's okay. No, I think so. Right, right. No, it's again, it's just adjusting and hopefully getting back uh, again. Nothing's ever going to be 100% normal, I don't think, back to normal per se. But again, there'll be some sort of normalcy on certain things and the way they're going to handle things, I'm sure. And just again, it's one of those things of like, oh, okay, let's try to reassess and figure out what we have to do and how we have to do it to make things work to where we get these kids in education. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Awesome, brother. Okay. We have, uh, we have some questions for you, buddy, and I'm looking forward to your answers and just like I love it. everything from a father. So our, our producer engineer extraordinaire, Mr. Easton is waiting in the wings with a question. Easton, what do you got for us, buddy? All right, let's get into it. Uh, this first one's from Clara. She says, guys with kids, how are you surviving this time? Marriage, dating, parenting, it's all too much. 
Great question. Yeah, like how yeah. so <laughs> schooling thing one, but like how are like parenting guys with kids? Kids come first. I don't know. What does it look like for you? It is well for me. It's it's for people for for men that are going through what I have gone through and things that I'm going through now. It's it's it is it is tough. I ain't gonna lie. It's not that easy. I mean, right now, you know, finally a hundred percent been divorced. I've been married. I was married for almost uh, dated for almost ten years and almost married for ten years. So I was with with, with my ex Kelly for almost twenty years. Uh, been was been uh, separated for about two years. Now it's been over a, about six years. Now I've been divorced in a sense, separated, divorced for about five to six years now. But it's crazy because it's good and bad. It's really weird because for what we have now is you know a lot of times I do travel and I do work a lot and mostly my ex would take care of the girls because I do travel. Now that my other one obviously is older, she is obviously a lot more free. She's 19. She goes to college. Okay, with that, get understand that it's a little bit easier. With the 10-year-old, I right now we've been doing it since the pandemic happened. You know, there were times where, like I said, when I worked, now that things haven't been happening and I haven't been working, right. I've been taking care of my kids two weeks, two weeks on, two weeks off. Okay. So I'll have my girls, I'll have Chloe two weeks on, and like now the next two weeks I have off. I don't have them. And <clears throat> also on top of that, I also have a girlfriend that I've been dating for the past four and a half, five years, almost now, almost six, actually. Uh, and it's been crazy because of the fact that, you know, she lives in L.A. and everything's been going on in L.A. She just a couple about a month or so ago, she actually flew to spend time with her mom who lives about an hour or so away from me. So that's kind of a good thing for me in the best of both worlds. But the hardest part, I would say, honestly, is really juggling that time. But also on top of that, how to avoid and deal with the pandemic and not you know, okay, my say for instance, okay, my girlfriend's been with her mom, but her mom's been out maybe somewhere. So I can't really be with her all the time. So it's a lot of FaceTiming, a lot of conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, dealing with the kids, it's it's that day-to-day basis. And again, like I was about to say earlier, is with the math problems, there's certain things that I don't know. And I'm like, uh, Chloe, I don't know what to tell you. Like I don't even know the answer or how to do this. So and the nice thing about it is the teachers have been really helpful during obviously the school year. So they've been really helpful with the, with the, with the point of like, you know, give us the call or let us know, you know, we'll, we'll try to help you out one-on-one. So it's been a crazy thing for me to juggle. Cause I mean, think about it, you know, again, people always say celebrities, Oh, you know, you got it easy and you know, you got tons of money and you can do this. Okay. I get that. But when you have a divorce, when you're dealing with kids, when you're dealing with a girlfriend, when you're dealing with your own personal things in your personal mm-hmm. life, and then you go, Oh, I have, I have to deal with a career on top of that. Yeah. It, it does take a lot of um, compartmentalizing, putting things in certain places and going, okay, I have to deal with this right now. And then I got to put that away and deal and put a new hat on and put the, you know, the, the dad hat. And what do I have to do with that? You know, it, it's, it is so crazy. It's like 80 million things, especially my 10 year old. Now it's more or less of going, you know, to give you a, a crazy day, it'd be like, all right, we're getting up. You do the breakfast, you do this, uh, get your bed. I got to get ready for this. Oh my gosh, you're going through puberty now and your armpits are this and that. How do I have this conversation with you when you're 10 years old and you're a girl, but you need to trim that. But how do I tell you that? And I'm a guy, it is insane. And that's just in the beginning of the morning, you know, and then you got to go throughout the whole day of other things as well. So it's the so question for you to compartmentalize like that. Do you, do you like actually make a schedule, like a home schedule, like before nine or seven times, the nine years? <clears throat> I'm yeah, I'm horrible with schedules. I will say that because even now, me right now, and I'm and I'm learning more and more as I do it. Because back in the day with Instinct, I was always scheduled. There was a schedule to do everything. You yeah. ate, you did this, you did it. Yeah. Now that I have my own time, I can make my own schedule. I tend to be more relaxed a little bit more. But I will say, especially when it comes to the kids, 
I make sure their stuff is first and prior before anything that I do. Really, majority of the time, it's always, or you got a dentist appointment, or you got a school, you got this, you got that. Let us let that's my that's my goal for that day. You know, a lot of times, and especially for me, again, it is a little bit easier for me because when I am home, I don't work as much. Period. But yeah. now that things have been slowed down, I haven't done crap. So it's like almost my whole year's a wash, and it's like now. You know, next year it's going to be definitely different because it's picking up the pieces as far as working. Uh, common knowledge is coming back and that kind of stuff again. I'm going to be in California. How do I deal with my kids and that as well? So it's, again, it's a very, um, it's never a dull moment. It's never the same <laughs> uh, for parents that know that, you know, and obviously we, we want consistency. We want repetition because it helps them in their daily lives. I think as they get older to have some sort of consistency in their life. I think yeah. for kids, yeah. you know, and even though, you know, my stuff is a little out whack, but there is consistency. Every two weeks, she goes to, to, to Kelly. Every two, every, you know, the next two weeks, she's with me, you know, and we, we, we kind of make sure we, and that's the other thing. I make sure I talk to Kelly on getting the same uh, regimen, if you will. You know, what kind of foods do they like? What kind of things? I don't just go off of what I like and what I do, but I'm always like, you know, what are the things that they really like and really want to do? So we're on the same page. And when they come over here, they're getting the same exact kind of thing as they are in the other household. Because again, my daughter, Chloe, is on the spectrum of autism. Not that she's not that she's not completely disconnected or, you know, nonverbal. She's verbal and she she does talk to people. She doesn't make a whole lot of eye contact a lot of times, but there are certain things that do not connect. And that's also puts a strain on people. And how do you deal with that and figure that out? And for a while, I had so much patience when I was young. As I got older, for some odd reason, I'm like, I have no patience for this anymore. And then as I'm getting even older now, you start to realize, okay, what's the balance of I have patience for this, but I don't have patience for this right now, but I need to take the time to figure it out, you know, that kind of thing. The more, the more dads I talk to, and we have a couple on our show, um, they'll all reiterate the same thing. And it sounds like what, um, what you're saying is that, there's no perfect dad. There's no perfect way to do it, but we- There's no book. There's no rule book. <laughs> we lead with our hearts. We try the best we can, and you're going to make mistakes, accept that, and know that. And um, But I've every dad that I've ever met, I've never questioned their heart and their intention, but they all say, yeah, we're not perfect, but love my kids, and they'll do anything for them. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know what? And, and it's so weird, and, it, and it's, it's odd for me to say this, and I even say, and it's not odd for me, I should say, but what what I'm about to say is is definitely something that, I have learned over the years later on, especially being in a, in a divorced family. And even if you're not divorced and you're still obviously with your spouse and everything is going great, give the time for your spouse, whether it be the male or female or whatever, you, what you're under your roof is, give that time to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the kids or the kid or whatever for the weekend. Or, uh, you know what? You go somewhere. Give each spouse a chance to kind of recharge their batteries. Because nobody's just like you said, nobody's perfect. We get angry. We do this. We do that. We all need downtime to ourselves, whether that be either watching TV all day, going to play golf, going to a hotel and reading a book, whatever in that sense may be in your Zen. I think it, it does give the other person a break. And I never noticed that when I was younger because I was always traveling with insane. My ex was always with my with the kids. And it was always, you know, well, the kids did this and this and that. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, but you could deal with it. And it's, it's not that easy. Everybody, yeah. people realize and don't really think that, especially, especially when, when I got divorced, I became mom and dad when I got home. So when I, when I'm home by myself, I'm like, like legit part of my French, but I'm like, Oh, shit, I got to cook. I got to get them ready for school. Yeah. I have to make sure the house is, you know, 
livable. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. You know, and again, and I'm not the type of person that's going to be like, oh, well, I have maids to do this and I have people to do that. I don't do that kind of crap. I mean, even when we had our children, I had a babysitter. I never had a nanny. And that's yeah. just that's just our personal preference. Again, everybody's different. And the way they were raised, it's just different things. And the way I was raised, you know, I was raised by my mom and dad. And that's the way it was. Do we yeah. have babysitters? Yeah, we had babysitters, but we were just, you know, it's the way we do it. And again, it's like, for me, it's very, um, it, it was a, definitely a challenging thing, but I, I tell all people that have been married or still married or whatever, give some time for your spouse to take a break, to disconnect. Uh, and trust me, that person will thank you, but maybe not by saying thank you, but you'll notice in the, how they react to certain things, yeah. you know? And again, I know it's tough sometimes and it's not easy. And, you know, we go through different things or who the hell want, wants to watch the kids 24 seven, you know, when you're working all day, Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know, again, we, I get it, but you know what, in the long run, it does pay off to do yeah. stuff like that, whether you're divorced or whether you're still together. Amazing, man. Amazing. Easton, question number two. All right. This is from Erica. Uh, how do men feel about dating when they have kids from a previous relationship? Do they feel it's important to take the time to introduce kids to the new relationship? It's tough. My rule for what the, what we did, believe it or not, I don't know if this is going to work for everybody, but I can only speak for myself, is we had it to where we, you know, again, people are still dating. And when you get divorced, people date other people. And you don't never know 100% if that person is going to be there all the time. And you don't want to introduce your kids to somebody that may be for, there for one week and then a new person is going to be there the next week. You know, right. you don't, you don't want to kind of have that, that thing. So mine was, is after two years of dating is when I introduced my kids to my really? girlfriend. That long? Yeah. I waited almost two years. I waited just to know hundred percent that it's going to be right. That's the difference. Wow. Because again, somebody could be there for, you know, six months and everything could be great, but something can go left field and say, for instance, that, you know, that child has an attachment to that, that, that other person now and becomes some sort of a stepmother or a yeah. stepfather. Yeah. And then all of a sudden things don't work out and you pull that from the kid too. I think personally, I think it's a time to give a chance to make sure you're really in this relationship with that person. So my one time, the pretty funny thing was, is I was dating Isabel at the time and my buddy, my friend Matt came with me to go to the movies and my older daughter who was still younger at the time came with us. And I obviously, you know, tried to honor as much as I can to make sure that things were distant. And they didn't know until I was really serious with this girl. And in the movie theater, I was like, oh, yeah, Brianna, this is Matt. You know, my buddy Matt. And this is his girlfriend. And Matt, and my daughter kept looking as she got older going, there's no way in hell that Matt was dating that girl. <laughs> no way. Because he's like he's like a Tom Young, like a young, goofy Tom Hanks kind of thing. And then you have, you know, Isabel, who's this tall, beautiful Brazilian. So it's, it's hilarious how that whole thing, you know, you know, it, it goes down. But again, for me, it was like, I want to make sure that I'm in this with her before they meet my kids, you know? Yeah. And I think for me, that's when I did that. But, you know, again, to each his own, to whoever, you know, sometimes people fall in love, they move in very quickly and that's, that's, that's their, that's their bag. if That's what they like. Yeah. But for me, I know that I would take the time before I introduce my significant other to my kids because again that's a hard thing especially depending on the age as well like my little one really doesn't know as much and didn't really know as uh, didn't know they're not stupid let's be real here kids are not stupid they they will they will see things and they will know things and even like sometimes you know as she was getting a little older and i was dating isabel there has been questions like legit like you know uh you know are you still married to mommy do you still love mommy 
And you kind of go, yeah, we still love each other, but we're just not together in a relationship. Yeah. We're always still going to be there for each other. We're always going to be there for you. And it's a tough, it's a, it's a, it's not an easy thing to kind of, of course, talk yeah. about it, especially when the kids can't understand it or they don't grasp. You know, they're they're taught to love one another, to love people. And if you really care about that person, you know, maybe you get married with them and you have kids with them, and that's that's the that's the the thing. It's never. Well, what happens if you get married or you're together and you guys really, really don't really see eye to eye anymore? And how does that work when you actually go through a separation or a divorce or not being with them? So it's hard to really explain that to, to, to kids. But as they get older, they do start to understand. And they have, I think for me, they have a little bit of appreciation of how me and Kelly kind of handled what we did as far as going into that with our children. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, two years is long. I, I would have guessed obviously because I'm not in that situation, maybe off the top of my head, I maybe would have guessed like four, six months, but like the fact that you were that thorough, that thorough, like I really, it just shows you how much you love and want to protect your daughters. Yeah. Cause you don't know. Yeah. Especially the situation that I'm in, you don't know what the, what the, what the reasoning of whatever the girl that I to say sides, I decide to meet or whatever has a different intention. To me. You know, yeah. I don't know. So I want to make sure that it's legit. It's real. It's not like, you know, a flash in the pan. It could have been a, a rebounder. You don't know. You know, again, you, you never know until you really go, okay, that's the person I really want to be with for, for the rest of my life or for a really long time. And I want them to be a part of my life with my children. Yeah. You know? Wow. Great answer. Thanks, Joey. Uh, Easton, you got another one? Yes, this is from Anonymous. Uh, how do dads cope with their daughters or sons that are getting older and leaving the house and starting their own lives? How do you navigate that transition? I said, Brianna, get the hell out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Here's um, I bought you some nice luggage. Pack it. <laughs> get the hell out. You know what's so funny? There's there's different there's different kids. Kids are going to be different. Um, like for instance, I mean, again, I, it's interesting how dynamic and how different my daughters are from each other where you have brianna who is never really a hugger she'll hug you and stuff but never hug strangers she was never like even the type to give a hug to my parents we would tell her you know all right yeah lean over and and and, and give your forehead basically because she would go to hug but she would just lean her forehead yeah. to their shoulder never wrap their arms around. even my like my parents my her grandparents yeah. she was never like that chloe's a different story chloe hugs and loves everyone and the reason why I say that is with Brianna, with Brianna, my older one, she was excited and ready to get out of the house. Not like eager, like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get out or you drive me crazy. It's more or less of I really want to go into the world. And I think we have I think I'd like to say and think that we did a good job on prepping her to be smart about things, to be independent, to be an independent person and not really rely on other people all the time. Um, because there are times that people are, you know, it's, it's just it's a true fact. Everybody is, is, is never, not everyone's always going to be there for you. It yeah. may happen a lot of times, but not everybody's always going to be. So how do you fend for yourself? You know, so it's funny to watch her because especially in college when she has a roommate and she's in the dorm and it's almost like, not that she's babying the, the roommate, but she has that motherly, instinct. I guess, feeling instinct. Yeah. Instincts where she's like, Oh my God, I had to clean the room today. Or I had my God, this was messy. And I had to make sure this, I said, Oh, you're finally learning about things. I'm like, wait until you get a job now. And now she's been getting it. You know, she's working now and now it's a whole nother thing. But she was, you know, for me, it's, 
it's sad, of course. It's so weird to see your child grow up. It's they always people always say it. People always say this stuff, and you always go, "Well, you don't you never you don't understand unless you have a child." And it is so true. And it's not like oh, I'm shoving it down your throat, like "Oh my God, you don't understand." It's more or less of it is a such an odd feeling to have somebody that you loved that from the very beginning could never even speak to you or talk to you when the kid was born that you have so much love for this person. And now this person is a grown ass woman and she's doing things and going through things that you did before, but in a different path. And Mm -hmm. it's weird to go, okay, I seen you sing at a kid's school play, you know, singing Yankee doodle dandy in kindergarten. And now you're walking down, getting your diploma and now you're going into college and you go, what the hell just happened? How did that time go? And it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. It is. I mean, I I cried like a freaking baby when I left her. I remember this. I actually left her. I was like, all right, cool. And I was like in the dorm and I'm like, you're all settled in. I'm like, all right. I said, the only thing for me when I got upset and I told her, I even said, I was like, I got teary saying it. Cause I said to her, Listen, I said, here's the, here's the thing that sucks. I said, it's great that you're going and doing all the things that you're doing. The only thing that sucks is that I'm used to traveling anyway. So therefore, we have, we're good with each other in a sense of calling each other, FaceTiming each other. The hardest part is, is when I come home to Florida and I want to see you, you're not there. Yeah. You're in Michigan. Yeah. To see you for the, a lot of the other holidays that you normally, I normally see you, you're not there. So that kind of tradition and that kind of stuff is where it hurts home. And you're like, sucks, you know? But again, it's one of those things where you have to let your kid fly. You have to let them to, to make those mistakes. And, you know, even now there's so many times that we bumped heads. And one time I said something and she actually told me to go F myself, which I was like, whoa, I mean, you want to get deep with stuff. And we, we had a heated argument. We had a heated argument. Can I curse on here? No, I can't curse on here. Can yeah, I? If you want, Easton will bleep it if he thinks he should bleep it. Oh, yeah. No, no. Legit. I I – we had an argument about something and I, I said something that I shouldn't have that triggered her to get upset because she was, I've never seen her like be very outspoken like that. And I'm like, you got, you're very passionate. You're very upset. And the way it came out again, I should have said this again, we don't say the right things all the time, but I was like, mm-hmm. you're really upset. Are you on your period? And that set off a whole nother level of something that I've never seen before. So that's why she told me to go. Basically she said, you can go yourself is what she said to me. And I went, and I stuck back for a second and I just let her go out. She get all steamed up. She tells me everything. I go, okay. I left the room. I went back in the room and I said, do me a favor. I said, you know, I know that we do have great conversations together. And it's, it's amazing to me how she is very open to a lot of things that not even myself or sometimes I would think even my friends, kids would never say to them or openly say to them. <clears throat> but it's interesting where I was like, do me a favor. I said, we can have conversations. You can be mad at me. You can go inside and say, I said, if you ever say that ever again, I will beat your ass. I said, you want to know what a grown person would do to a grown person? You're a grown woman, though. I will beat your ass because I'm your father. I said, don't ever speak to me like that ever again. I said, we don't, we don't have that kind. I said, I don't speak to you like that. You don't speak to me like that. I said, we don't do that. So she apologized and everything. And again, this, these, are, these are moments that you know, we don't like to talk about, but they happen. Having your own yeah. kid to tell me to go screw myself after she got mad at something else. And it, again, it was a whole other thing. And I was just like, let's all calm down. I'm not your friend. I'm your father. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the first. And it's so, it's so funny to see people too, when they see me 
because I'm like a 12 year old kid, you know, I like having fun. It's, not, it's hilarious when a lot of friends of mine see me and they're like, damn, you really reprimand your kids or you're really telling them don't do that. Or how did you see that, that your kid's doing that and you're yelling at her and they're always done. I said, I see everything. I yeah. said, we just notice it. It's just an instinct. It happens. It is what it is. But, you know, like I said, getting back to, the, to that question in a sense of like, it's, it's, it's tough. It is. It's just all around tough. You try to deal with it the best you can uh, and learn how to go about it. And again, everybody's path is completely different. You know, mine is where I never even went to college. My kid's going to college. I never went. So I look at her going, I don't know what to tell you. I've never been to college. I don't even know what it's like. Yeah. My college years was touring the world. So I don't know, you know, it's different. How old, were, how old were you when you left home? Um, I didn't well specifically really leave home, but as far as traveling, and I was gone for about two and a half years is when I was right out of high school, almost like 18 or 19 years old. The age that my that my daughter left college really was the time I left. I left yeah. at 16 to pursue hockey. And I remember leaving, I was gone for about a month. And then I remember writing a letter to my parents and my brother and sister. I'm like, I can't do this. I miss you guys too much. Like I was crying. Um, yes. It's like my heart was breaking. They, they, I was away from home. I was living with another family in a different town, five hours away. And I, I put it in my, a little desk drawer in my, in my bedroom and I never mailed it. And I kind of just got over that hurdle all of a sudden. And then after that, I was fine. I was like, I want to pursue hockey for a life. Like I want, you know, this is just, I'm just feeling this way, but I want to pursue this means everything to me. And once I got over that hurdle, I just, you know, took off. But my parents, I don't think were ready for me to go. Um, God bless their heart. Because when they dropped off, we all cried. They bawled their eyes out and then they get in the car and they drive yeah. home. Um, they weren't ready for me to go, but I think it was an ultimate form of love to show me like for him to be, what he wants to be, he needs to play against better competition. And this is right. do that. So literally, I'm sure their hearts broke, but like in giving me love, that was probably the way that they saw that they could most give me love. And you know what? I, and the most amazing thing about that is if, if and, and as kids, we don't think about it, but, and now that I think about it, because I probably wouldn't let her go. If I didn't think she was able to do it, do you know what I mean? I think parents, if parents knew that their kid was about to fail or do something, you know what I'm just saying? I'm just, forget it happens. We're all, we all play devil's advocate and stuff. But I think like, you know, especially with my kid, I was like, you know what? You're ready. I can't stop you anymore. I can't, I'm not going to cuddle you. I'm not going to baby you. You're, you're a grown kid. You've made enough decisions in your life to prove to me what, that you can make a normal decision in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to, to, to let that go. And I think that's what it is. I think for even for an adult to say, you know what? I know you're ready to let yourself to let, to go. You, they might not be ready, but I know you're ready. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's interesting. So, so Cause how, I think and that, thinking about that, I don't think I would let her go if she wasn't ready. Um, how does that, how does that feel for you? Does that, is there like a real internal sense of pride? Like I believe she's ready. Like I think I've, I think I've been the best parent I could for her. And like, yeah, you know, and, and again, you know, it feels good when other people say it, obviously, you know, when, when it's word of mouth, when all of a sudden, you know, I've had, and again, it's always weird and interesting because of who I am. Some people take that into consideration. Think about it, you know, where some people just might want to come up to me and say, Oh my God, your daughter is such an amazing kid just because they wanted to talk to me. Yeah. But there are some people out there that are like, you know what? They're like friends of mine that are like, dude, that's your kid. That's weird. First of all, they said, because how the hell 
did that amazing woman come out of you basically in a sense like you taught like i know you from like farting around in rooms and being silly and you know again being 12 years old they're like she is so ahead of her time even though she's still a kid and she still plays and has kid tendencies she was very adult uh, uh, older for her age mm-hmm. like i mean we went to for instance the stupidest funniest thing too and i wanted to kill somebody is we went to lance's wedding we we're at lance's wedding him and michael were getting married and some people haven't seen me in a while and some people i know and stuff and i'm walking around and brianna was with me and and, and kelly actually my ex that we were separated and brianna was walking around and some guy starts talking to brianna and he's like basically hitting on her and i'm like watching as this is going down i'm like oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be funny i walk up and the guy's like oh joey what's up man and i know the guy I'm like oh he's like oh do you know i'm like yeah that's brianna my daughter he went oh Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, Pump the that's brain. my daughter. Yeah, I was like, that, all I had to say was, that's my daughter. And he had no idea. He thought it was just some chick at the at the wedding, and he was just trying to hit on. It. I was like, by the way, she's 17, and I, that was the time too. I'm like, she's 17, yeah. and I would kill you. I yeah. said, there's no way. So again, it's really funny, like how mature she has has gotten. And I guess you know, again, I I, I commend. Obviously, myself, hell yeah, I'm putting a pat on my back. And and my ex as well. You know, again, it's like we may not be the great the greatest people in a relationship wise as far as a marriage is concerned, but I definitely know that we have been damn good parents to to keep our kids in the right path, whether or whatever happens in our relationship. Yeah. You know, we you. try to keep that, yeah, we try to keep that that very kind of on the same path for them. Yeah. Kind of a, a true north compass point for Mm-hmm. Yeah, to put them first and, and be there for them. Good for you guys. Um, we don't have much more time with you. I know you have a hard out here shortly. Um, Ethan, what kind of, do we want to get to another father question or do we want to get to some people? Yeah, fire, fire, fire some questions and I'll answer as quickly as I can. I know I, we go into a whole freaking thing. I love to, to talk about this. Okay. It's, it's um, interesting. I got a quick one. So um, you probably get these all the time, but like our, our listeners are, like I said, are probably fangirling right now. So um, what's the most challenging part of being known from a boy band, boy band and what's the best part? So most challenging and most, and the best. Um, you know, in the beginning of it, like after we split, I think the challenging part from being in a boy band was was breaking that mold, was trying to not be a guy from NSYNC. Yeah. And again, we were, and I was, and it is what it is. And I had the popularity. It was it was more or less of really trying to break that mold because people, all they did was just see me as a, as a guy in a group. And you look at a lot of other groups out there, that's what a lot of them are known for. Some of them now, of course, are you got, you know, like for instance, Jackson 5, you got Michael Jackson. You got with even within sync, you got Justin, um, you know, with Backstreet, you don't really have a, a specific solo person or somebody that's out there, you know, making it their own. They do individual things like Nick does and stuff like that, but not really, I don't know, not really made other things or completely out outside of just music. You know what I mean? I like, like for instance, because it, I like how you reinvented yourself in many lanes. Well, know? I looked at the whole picture. Yeah. I got to look at the whole big picture. You know, for instance, say it real quick, Dancing with the Stars was a great platform. Yeah, it's not my forte. I mean, yeah, I dance a little bit, but you know what? People saw my personality, and that helped me get another gig. And I did uh, a show called The Singing Bee. Singing Bee went to TV Guide Network, and I did. I was doing the red carpet for TV Guide Network, and it just kept going on and on. Thank goodness that 
then now I'm hosting a show called Common Knowledge. So I think if I didn't do those shows to show yeah. my personality, I would have never been able to reinvent myself. Yeah, awesome. Um, what's the best part of being known from a boy band? Hmm, there's a few things. There was no social media back then. That's a good thing. Uh... <laughs> for sure. I'll just say it for you. Screaming women just coming up to you and just say, oh my God. You know what? It's it's one of those things. It's I one of the one of the harder things was was really traveling around a lot back in the day i remember though how hard it was though where we could not even go to the bathroom by ourselves i had a security guard have to go into the bathroom make sure that there was nobody in there kind of thing now it's a little bit more lenient it's a lot more relaxed i i i like this better um you know do i do i of course do i love performing with the guys and stuff like that of course i did and still would love to if that ever comes about has it going to happen probably not at the moment i'm already answering that question uh, but it's just one of those things where you just, you know, you take, you take different things one step at a time, you know? And for me, it's like, I try not to dwell on things or like, Oh, in the past, you know, we were this and we were that, you know, that was the best days. I think the whole thing was just an amazing experience. It was yeah. something, a part of my life that I will never forget and always cherish. I never, I'm not the type of person that's like, Oh, those are my days when I was young. I didn't know any better. We were making a crap load of money, millions of fans, and we had great music. I mean, what, what else is it? So. Um, I had a friend, an ex-athlete once uh, tell me, never try and replace sports, but also know that you will always be the athlete that you are. So like a lot of guys will come out of sports and say, oh, I was a professional athlete. Like you are. Like if you want yeah. a gold medal, if you want a gold medal in the Olympics, you are an Olympic champion. You are. Yeah, you, no one can take that away from you. No one can, you, you still are that. But then the challenge is, you know, you are a member of NSYNC. You are. But you have done things now, but I am also. Now I am this. Now I am that. Right. I've gone through that journey myself in identity of like, I am still a hockey player, even though I retired. I am that. Yeah. But now I'm also a podcast host. And I'm also these other things, you know. So um, I think people get stuck in an identity, especially a, a, a notable one of one of fame or where, where people identify them as. Right? Of course. People could still identify you as a member of InSync, but right. you have gone on to do so many other things. That well, and was that? And it's interesting to see now too, because now I never know. It's 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 actually quite. It's almost like a little game now for me, because when people come up, I never know what they're. I never know what they're going to say, because sometimes it's like the older, the young, older women that are in their thirties and forties are like, "Oh my gosh, I loved you in InSync." The grandmother will look at me and go, "Oh my god, you were great at Dance with the Stars," or "I loved you in my Big Fat Greek Wedding." Young kids will say, "Holy cow." I love you from Impractical Jokers or you were great on The Masked Singer. So my my stuff is spread out so much, which is really cool, I guess, because the demographic for me has been, again, has been such a widespread. So I think that's another thing and credit to where when I do Common Knowledge, the show that's on Game Show Network right now, so many different kids and uh, from kids to adults to everybody can watch it. It's a fun family game. And yeah. the things that I've done have spanned over a lot of different generations, believe it or not, uh, yeah. to be able to thank goodness people still recognize me. It's not, oh, you're from that band that Justin Timberlake was in. Which, yeah. you know, we get. We get all the time, but it is what it is. And but it's I don't care. You. It's a <laughs> to you, man. It's credit to you for reinventing yourself, for continually yeah. doing things in life versus, you could you could have just cashed out and said, okay, I'm good. I, I was in sync the rest of my life, but, but it's not yeah. you. Exactly. Like, I love to entertain. Oh, I love, yeah. I love to entertain. I love I love different things. I love, I love that I'm able to have a variety of life in the sense of where one day I'm in a booth doing a voiceover for a cartoon. The next minute 
I'm hosting a show for the Game Show Network. Then I'm doing pranks and jokes with impractical jokes. I mean, yeah. who the hell would not want what I'm doing? I mean, it's amazing. Again, I've always, you know, count my lucky stars and blessed the stuff that I've done. And again, I, I do also hand it to my ex, but also my kids for allowing me. Because sometimes that's not easy when, you know, the parents are always gone and the kids are not like, well, why does daddy always have to leave? And that happened with my younger one, my older one now, when she was younger is, why is daddy always leaving? And it's always... Well, daddy has to work and don't, I was literally plain simple. Do you like the house you're living in? Yeah. Do you like the school that you're in? Do you like, like the car that mommy drives? Well, daddy has to do these things in order to have these things. Dude, I can't imagine how hard that must be because I have a two and a half year old Husky who's my boy. He's like, he's like he's laying on the floor over here. I, ran I love it. Yeah. Um, but like when I leave, he just stands at the door and howls and like claws the door and howls. And it just breaks my heart when yep. I... I take him everywhere with me. So when I do have to leave where somewhere where he can't come, um, it just breaks his heart. And it must be amplified a million times when you have kids that are looking at people say that. I think it's the same. I know it sounds crazy to me to say that because I've seen people with their dogs. I mean, even my girlfriend has a dog. We have a multi poo and that is her kid. That's her baby. I mean, like no joke. It's like, she literally said to me one day and I looked at, I was like, really? She goes, well, you know, if, if he doesn't go, I don't go. And I went, Credit. fair enough. I was Credit. like, and I even said it. I, could, I can't be mad at her. I can't be like, well, it's just a dog. Yeah. That's her kid. You yeah. know, you got to start thinking about it that way. Not many people think about that. So, again, it, it, it does magnify it because I think the only difference is, is with a child, when they get older, they communicate and they say, daddy, don't leave. Yeah. You know, a puppy is sometimes crying because maybe they're saying, daddy, don't leave. But daddy, don't leave. I want you to play or daddy. I got to I want to eat, you know. But it's it's interesting when the kid when the kid does say stuff like that, it breaks your freaking heart. It makes yeah. you just you're like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, um, you know, like, for, you know, it's amazing how different things as you get older triggers. Yeah. You know, I got a, I got a, a Father's Day card. The very the very first time I ever got a Father's Day card. I re- I'll remember this to the day I die. I got a thing sent in the mail. I was on tour and it came into the mail at the arena. And mm-hmm. I opened up and it was a book that my ex made with with Brianna. Like, hey, do you know where my daddy is? And all these like these cute little pictures of like her looking through the cabinet and stuff like that. Or hang on, and then sent me a whole Father's Day thing. I lost it. I lost legitimately absolutely lost and that's another thing about men out there stop being strong be the be the wuss that you can be it's okay it is okay to cry when you read a hallmark card and you're 43 years old or it's okay to to get teary-eyed when you see the soldier coming home to their daughter or their son i lose that now i lose i've never like i'm like ah, i'm a big man now i lose i lose i lose absolutely too i never did during during playing sports i never did but i've learned that I've learned that side of my life and developed that side of my heart and the emotional intelligence and being in tune with that and not tried to suppress that. And my life is so much more fulfilled and happy. Yeah. I'm so much more expressed and I find a greater capacity to express love because of it. Yeah. I love that you say that for our community because I always try and be an advocate for that on this show as well. Um, So high five to you for being like truly a masculine and in touch with their emotions. Yeah, man. Nobody, nobody's perfect. And again, we all, we all have different sides to us and, yeah. you know, certain things may touch others in certain ways, but again, it's, it's for me, it's, it's life. You know, if it's something moves you that much and that emotion that it's telling you something, yeah. it's telling you something, you know, it's hey, that moved you or that felt you in a way 
that you've never done before. And you're like, wow, that just took me, you know, again, certain movies now, anything that has to do with a daughter and a, and a father, it's, I lose it. It's a wrap. And I'm like, oh my God. That's awesome, brother. I love that. Um, <laughs> I think go real quick. I want to ask you one last question. And, um, it's, it's probably the hardest question in the world to be short on, but I just want to respect your time. But um, no worries. What is the absolute best and most fulfilling thing about being a father? The most fulfilling thing is just seeing your kid succeeding in whatever that whatever that is in that moment. It's not like you know making money and being successful. It's it's literally you know, oh wow, she just walked for the first time. That's amazing. You know, those are those moments for me are fulfilling, especially when, and another thing that people have asked me, and, and, and you could actually go look at a lot of, a lot of interviews when people always ask me, well, what's the one major thing in your life that was a pinpoint or a pivot or the most amazing thing, you know, what's one of the performances? And I'm like, well, it's not really so much a performance. It's when I have my kids. That's the most rewarding thing for me. Yes. Is it amazing to have the awards? Is it amazing to perform? Is it amazing? Oh yeah, it's amazing. But it's amazing to have someone that you've created basically and even if you have it even if you've adopted that's another thing and if you've adopted a child it's still in a sense your flesh and blood because you are teaching that child the way that you were taught when you were younger by your parents or whoever taught you and how to move that along and how to how to i don't know get it to the next generation so for me to know it's weird for me to know especially too it's it's interesting to think about this but for me to know that I have not failed my children is one of the greatest rewards as well, I think. Amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? To see my kid look up and go, you know what? That's my dad. My dad may not be perfect. He's a dork, but he's done a lot of good things in life for me and for my family and just for just in general where he makes people happy. And that's that's kind of one of the things that that I'm most proud of to know that my kid knows that my kids know that value and know that that after I'm dead and gone, that they know what I did, whatever I did was hopefully uh, a great lesson and a value to them that they can live on to tell their kids or their family or their friends or whoever. So, yeah. I love it, man. I love it. I love your mission. Um, where can our community find the one and only Mr. Boyd? I am everywhere. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, on, on Instagram and on, on YouTube and all that stuff, uh, obviously real Joey Fatone at real Joey Fatone is my Instagram and Twitter. But also there's a show that I host uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on YouTube at around 2 o'clock 2 o'clock Eastern time, 11 o'clock uh, Pacific, that California area over there, um, where we – it's called What Does Joey Know? I have a host, uh, Jason Logan. He does it, and me and him basically host a show where we have a different celebrities, and we interview them. We play certain songs to see if they can guess and see if they know it. That's another thing. Common Knowledge is still airing right now, and actually the cool thing about Common Knowledge is, is it's going to be airing on Fox – uh, at 1 p.m., I believe, starting, I think, uh, sometime in mid-August or the second week of August. But it's going to be in, like, Orlando, Tampa, New York, Chicago, L.A., um, a bunch of major cities, but on Fox affiliates. So we're hopefully going to be getting syndicated. So that's going to be happening. And we're shooting more episodes in January. August 3rd. I it's August, thank you. See, you know more than I do. So August 3rd, crap, even quicker than I thought. So August 3rd, yeah, we're gonna, they're going to start showing that. So please, guys, check it out. That'd be amazing. Let me know if it sucks, but it's a lot of fun. It's a fun thing. And then I'm going to be doing some more stuff when Impractical Jokers when they start shooting again. So we have the, the after-party show that I host. My brother-in-law used to watch that show all the time when he lived. Oh, so funny. All the time. All they're the nuts. Time. Those um, guys are nuts. 
<laughs> uh, buddy, I, I want to thank you, one, for being open and honest with us, but two, um, my pleasure, given to our community, but for being an amazing dad. Like I said at the top of the show, I have the utmost respect and tip my cap to every father out there. Uh, I think that's the greatest destiny in life to become a father and a loving husband and a partner. And so I tip my cap to you. And then also uh, from a personal standpoint too, I also am inspired by you, how you came up as a member of NSYNC and pivoted your career and you closed Thank that you. And went on to different lanes and right, right. in my life as I am an athlete, was did live that athlete life. And now there's other things in the world, other ways I want to make an impact, other things I want to challenge myself with. I could live right. in rest of my life but i'm not growing and challenging and meeting new people and stuff and so to see i always love when i see people crossing lanes and when i get to have conversations with them so you're an inspiration to me my man thank you so much i can't wait to see what you do next um, well i appreciate you man thank you for having me on any any time seriously i mean for me you know i don't i don't talk a whole lot about it a lot of times i think not not it's not just because i don't want to i think it's more or less of just like just like anything it's it's the right time and the right place this is a podcast for that you know if you're going to talk to me about my career we'll talk about my career but you know it's it's different people that are different listeners that are listening you know what i'm saying so it's kind of nice to where we have these conversations let's get into those conversations and again they might not be the nicest conversations nobody is perfect that's the one thing we 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 all have to really uh, we all should realize that we know we realize that everything is not always freaking rainbows and roses it's 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 grind. It's grueling. Parenting can be a big pain in the ass. It's just <laughs> tough, but it's how you navigate and make it your own and make it to where, you know, you're learning, you're giving life lessons and you're learning them as well. I'm always learning every day. So I appreciate you. Man. Thank you. Um, also, um, just to end it, uh, just the other day I was over at Sasha and Emma's for a barbecue and we were talking about their wedding and I said, that was one of the funnest nights of my life. You guys do it again, like every year, just something like right? that. Right? If they do it, we'll see you there, and I'll jump. Hell up. yeah, hell yeah, and make sure you don't rip your pants this time. Yeah, right. Brother, uh, <laughs> thank you for serving our community. Uh, Till next week, everybody. Take care of one another, love one another, and we'll see you back here for another episode of How Men Think. <laughs>